Hello, we're Everything Econ. I'm Joe. And I'm Liam. We are two aspiring economists who are exploring a passion for economics through this podcast. We were doing this by keeping up to date with the news and current affairs that we're interested in. For our first episode, we will be discussing the implications of our government's COVID-19 response and evaluating how well we think they've done in dealing with this pandemic. To begin with, the government were very unprepared for such a large-scale epidemic. We simulated a pandemic response in 2016, but failed to include the Department of Business, Energy and Industrial Strategy, showing the complete ineptitude of planning by the government for such a large-scale event and how they completely disregarded the economic effects of such a pandemic. Furthermore, we waited until mid-March to decide economic policies to soften the blow of COVID-19, despite first cases being recorded in the UK in January. A committee of MPs recently completed a report on the government response and said the government's failure to plan for the economic impact was astonishing. The report particularly cited the shocking handling of the PPE distribution to key workers at risk of catching the virus. I saw that the um, the gowns that they got from Turkey at the start of lockdown, they didn't even meet the UK requirement. So that just shows how unprepared that the government were. Yeah, and all of those just had to be thrown away. And key workers were just left without equipment using bin bags and other household essentials that's time and money wasted before yeah. the peak of lockdown had even hit and these mistakes they're not just mistakes where you lose a bit of money these mistakes lead to loss of lives any half decent government at this stage should have supply lines in route for such an event that they don't have to just try and get whatever they can and get in equipment which doesn't even fulfill the safety standards yeah, especially the necessary products, and I think that on top of other mistakes that was made by the government is what made us lead to such a harsh lockdown. And also this was one of the key contributing factors to such a massive surge in cases, which led to the harsh lockdown we had to face in March and go on, on to April. And at some point along the line, it's like mistakes like this, which will lead to impacts, uh, impacts we will talk about later on in the episode. Going back over the simulation which the government undertook in 2016, it's shocking to find out that that simulation accurately predicted that the NHS would be plunged into crisis by an infectious disease and that the government, with three years before, still didn't do anything when they knew what would happen if this situation came about. It just shows that that uh, exercise was a waste of time and money and, and I bet if the government knew about that now, they'd know that that's time and money that they've missed out on. Yeah, and they need to prepare better for events, even if they're unlikely. You need to have a supply line in route for all these products that will save lives. These small things that can stop the spread and save lives for everyone. Yeah, and a bit after this coronavirus, they'll definitely be doing more exercise like that. And as you know, now they know how important that is. Yeah. So it's, now it's who you put the blame on for the fact that we didn't take it seriously enough the first time. It's true. And Especially we know there's such bad consequences that can come from it, which they learned from the initial exercise. Yeah, the Labour Party were um, calling out for the Conservative government to publish the findings of this results with this simulation, which they refused to do in April, which shows that there must be many similarities to what the simulation predicted, to where the situation we have gone through over the last six months. But to be honest, I think that's, I'd argue that that's what's wrong with the country moment, because in a time like this, when there's a global pandemic going on, it shouldn't be about um, 
Labour versus Conservative, it should be about teaming up. And I think if we did that, then we'd be able to tackle the coronavirus much better than how we have. Yeah, and it's poor from both parties how even when lives are at risk, they're more concerned about campaigning for votes, arguably. Yeah. And then. if you had the expertise of both parties, then I think we'd cope much better. Yeah, and we'd be in a much better situation now without so many deaths and cases. Anyway, I think without leading Australia or uh, talking about ec- uh, politics, which we could do all day, I think let's talk about our next point, which is how the government, from the first case that they had in January, was it six weeks? Six weeks, yeah. How they didn't uh, do anything with that knowledge. To decide economic policies about how they were going to soften the blow, which is shocking considering even you and I knew that there was going to be a massive lockdown where factories couldn't run, companies couldn't operate because of this virus. That links back to the first point as well, how they, even after the exercise, they had more knowledge than us and they still didn't do anything about it. Yeah, and I think, yeah, and I think looking back at it, the Conservative government have a lot of blame on their hands and more so than they're getting blamed for right now. But I think it's also quite easy to for us to sit here and blame the government because we just said how we had the knowledge of it, but we didn't stop going out, we didn't stop interacting with people from outside the household, so we're all... Blame. Yeah, but we shouldn't have to make those decisions. We employ these civil servants and MPs to make these decisions for us. And the fact that they knew all this stuff, that in January, the first COVID case occurred in the UK and they still hadn't decided anything. In March, the government did introduce the furlough scheme, which has been used by almost 10 million workers, which is incredible when you consider how only 33 million people are actually employed in the UK. Well, that's a third. That is ridiculous numbers. And because such a large proportion of the UK workforce is on that furlough scheme, the scheme is actually predicted to cost the government £80 billion in total. Although that number is a bit of a red herring when you consider how the government will recoup large amounts of this through income tax, increased corporation tax due to the higher output as there's more workers, and VAT on spending as the money remains in a circular flow of income. So you've got to wonder how they're going to pay these large amounts back, especially considering this isn't the only scheme the government's introduced. There's business loans as well, and we've just come out of austerity, and I can't see anyone who wants to put us back into it. So this massive amount of spending the government have been undertaking is going to cost us for the next 15 to 20 years, in my opinion. Which is after 12 years of not spending lots of money. Yeah, since the 2008 financial crisis. Mm -hmm. I think that's going to create speculation when you speak about numbers that big, how uh, individual companies, especially local companies, uh, local businesses, how they're going to avoid uh, making lots of their employees redundant. Well, yes, so the government have said that from September, businesses will have to pay 10% of the furlough scheme, 10% of the wages, and 20% in October before the scheme ends, which I think is good as the easing of the scheme should prevent a large surge in redundancies as firms can no longer afford to pay wages as their um, sales aren't at the levels they were pre-lockdown. Government are also incentivising firms to keep jobs as if the furloughed workers are still employed in January 2021, firms will receive a £1,000 bonus. So this should help encourage firms that it's worthwhile to keep these people in jobs and that they won't have to go on social security spending from government. 
leading on from the loss of output for lots of small local businesses, the government introduced a scheme, Eat Out to Help Out, which I think has brought lots of positive positives. Yeah, I think it's been a major success. As someone who rarely eats out, I've gone out at least four or five times in the last month just because I know it's going to be so much cheaper than usual. Yeah, the Chancellor recently said that more than 64 million meals have been discounted so far, which is the equivalent to the population. Yeah, so David Page, who is the owner of The Real Greek and other small restaurants, said that the scheme has increased customers by 50%, which is amazing considering how a lot of people were scared to go out through the risk of catching COVID. But it also shows there is a contrast in government's policies where they're encouraging people to go out but then also encouraging people to stay in so it's about finding the right balance between health and the economy to make sure both are at optimum levels but you have to admit that um the benefits are clear to see as they protect the two million jobs that are in the hospitality sector yeah because and this is helping take them off furlough and it's also easing the furlough scheme which we were talking about earlier so and reducing the costs for the government of that furlough scheme. And I think now it's finished, now that people have tried out new restaurants that they might not have gone to before, which I know I certainly have, it'll definitely make people want to go back again. Yeah, I've tried two new restaurants in Southgate in the last week, which I very much enjoyed. So, and I'll... had you been there before? Nope, both yeah. new ones. So I guess it is encouraging you to try new places yeah, and find new small businesses which we can help succeed. Whilst the 50% off may seem like a huge outlay for the government to manage, especially considering all the other schemes that are going on, it's the same as the furlough. They will actually receive a lot of the money back in taxation with high corporation tax and alcohol tax nearly at 50%. So any alcohol sold and discounted will actually come at no cost to the government as they'll receive the money back in taxation, whilst corporation tax is at a level where government will receive a significant portion of this 50% off back anyways. And I think over the last month it's going to be clear to see that in the next in a few next coming years that things like this is what's going to help us ease the recession and eventually get out of it. Yep so these schemes will be extremely important in encouraging people to consume certain products and one area where I could see a similar scheme being undertaken is the hospitality sector such as the theatres who have had no business for mm. so long and it's hard to see how they're going to keep running yeah it's gonna be interesting to see what they do because they could implement something like eat out to help out for cinemas and theatres and i think that would be the best thing to do and i think they'll need that to stop these companies liquidating and protecting all these jobs that are in the hospitality sector i've got friends that work at cinemas and they've said that the the uh, consumption rates have dramatically dropped and um, especially with movies such as James Bond which is supposed to be coming out there's talks that they might be further delayed from April to November to longer now that people can't afford to go to cinemas. Yeah so these are prime companies that at the moment will have some staff still on furlough and when the furlough scheme stops they'll have no choice really but to make redundancies or even seconds and that will lead to shutting down of lots of cinemas which would be very sad to see and that, yeah and that will just cause extra costs for government who will now have to pay extra social security spending on benefits which eventually will lead to a decrease in an increase in unemployment yeah
However, as with every scheme, there are many negatives. Oh yeah, definitely. Before uh, the Etat Telepath started, Boris Johnson was talking about how uh, he planned to tackle obesity. But then when 50% off uh, retail chains such as McDonald's and KFC are put into place, how is that going to tackle obesity, which is a growing problem in our country with 63% of adults in England being overweight? Yeah, that is shocking. And it's true because if I was in charge of making these guidelines, I would not include the Eat Out to Help Out scheme for companies such as McDonald's and KFC, where fast, fast food, food chain sector, yeah, yeah. which have so many negative externalities on the society. Together with, uh, with this and coronavirus, um, overweight, peop- overweight adults are three times more likely to die if they catch coronavirus and in hospitals they're seven times more likely to be put on a ventilator which i found out this morning government could have used this opportunity to incentivize um firms to reshape their menus to make it more healthy and reduce the strain on the nhs which is struggling at the moment and they're under severe pressure to just keep afloat i think on top of this when the government are trying to get the output up again for the country it, sh- it i think in my opinion it's obvious that they should have subsidized uh physical activities or places in which they are partaken like athletic stadiums for example um because it would decrease the amount of obesity in the country and it'd also allow people to get out of the house and stay fit yeah because well we've we're in our football team we play for we have to pay £250 a year on football subs. And some people will see this exercise as unessential and will, and this will put people from lower-income backgrounds at a disadvantage and make them unhealthier as they can't afford to pay these extortionate prices for goods which they may deem to be non-essential. I think going over previous points about how the government are trying to make money get money back um obesity related illnesses cost the nhs six billion a year which is unnecessary money which shouldn't be happening and easy to avoid yeah so it should be done so yeah and when they're encouraging people to go to mcdonald's or fast food restaurants which lead to obesity they're contrasting policies it's not good but overall i do believe the eat out to help out scheme has been a big success for the government and it's encouraged people to go out. It's brought business back into struggling restaurants who really needed more sales to stay afloat and keep business running. Would you agree? Yeah, for sure. And I'd say the furlough scheme as well was also very beneficial, especially for what they're doing to allow companies to start paying their staff again. To be honest, without the furlough scheme, I don't see how the country would have kept running because... Unemployment rates would have gone sky high. 10 million people on the furlough scheme who may have been put into redundancies or just sacked yeah, for sure. if it wasn't for for schemes like this which are being put in place at the moment. So overall, out of 10, how would you say the government has handled this pandemic? Well, I think given the situation we're in during lockdown, I think the government have done well, but you've got to, yeah, argue, you've got to argue that before lockdown started something should have been done before and we shouldn't have been in that situation in the first place but i think the recovery has been better 
Yeah, I think their pre-planning was absolutely atrocious. Diabolical. For such an event, and even they should have put lockdown a lot sooner, and that would have saved countless lives. But I think since we've got out of lockdown, I think they've improved a lot, mm-hmm. and the schemes that they're introducing, such as the East House Help Out. At first, I was skeptical of how such a scheme would work, and how with in this time where we're running budget deficits to the max, how they could afford this. But I really do think it's been a success. So overall, I think I would give the government a four out of 10. Although if you asked me that question in April, it would be much closer to the bottom. What do you think? I would have to agree. But I'd say the recovery from the previous mistakes has been much better. Yeah, they've done better since when since they've known all the information like we have right so now that you know our thoughts we love to hear how you think the government have responded to coronavirus and the global pandemic that we've been putting you can let us know by email you could give us your rating out of 10 for how the government have done so if you want to get in touch with us you can email us at everythingecon at gmail.co.uk thanks very much for listening and please get in touch Thank you.